Start with A.J. Dillon in the backfield, but it's a fake. Love protected. Love going deep. Christian Watson, the intended receiver, and he's got it. A big play up top on the first play. And what a start for these Packers. Four-man rush. Goff has dropped. Sack ball is out. Packers will take over. Rashawn Gary has his third sack of the day. 29-22, to the final. More to do here from Detroit. The Packers in a stunner, and they're right in the playoff mix. Welcome back. Welcome back. Jeej, how was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, dinner was ruined uh, by the time that was ready. But, you know, spent time with some family, some friends that weekend, time off work. Other than that, no complaints. Yep, I uh, I, I had a good Thanksgiving. I went down to downtown for the game, uh, was at Old Chalele from 9 a.m. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that that's how my, my day started. But I wanted to tell you here, the the one thing that really got me with this is I think me and you both expected a dub. I and mean, even last pod we talked about how I just can't see Green Bay, you know, eating the turkey leg this game. Boy, was I wrong. This is any given Sunday. And I think Green Bay with the first play of the game coming out and throwing a bomb to Watson, kind of getting the crowd out of it was the right thing to do. But I just did not expect this, Jeej. Uh This was a game that Jordan Love looked like you know, Mahomes out there just based on the fact that he just was can get out of the pocket and we just can't stop these scrambling quarterbacks. And it's a huge concern for me. I know we talked about this, but it just made me realize, man, that, you know, maybe uh, we need to pump the brakes a little bit because our defense here is struggling. Man, they look terrible. And the offense doesn't look any better. I mean, they're turning the ball over. Uh, I mean, just – one of the worst halves of football we've seen all year from Detroit. I mean, I'll give credit to the defense. They played better in the second half, but you know, you give up 20 points in the first quarter, you're not going to win many games. And, you know, I, I think Dan can, this is another instance of Dan Campbell trying to be the smartest guy in the room going forward on fourth down in your own territory on, on a fake punt. I mean, at fourth and five inside your own 30, why, if you're going to go for it, why not put your offense out there? Like, I'll never understand that. I mean, it worked once in Kansas City, and that's probably the only time it was ever going to work is the first time. After that, you know, it's on film. Packers are probably, you know, I wouldn't say that they were anticipating it, but if you're going to go for it on fourth and five plus, even three plus, why the hell are we trotting out the punt team to, to run a play? Like, go out there with your offense you just ran a fourth and five against the Chargers, and you ran it down their throat. Like, it, not a whole lot of bad coaching in this game. This was just a, a poor game from start to finish. No, I agree, and I think the one thing with that is is Jalen Reeves-Maben was the one who had the ball in his hands, and it's like, I just, I, the, that play right there, I, once that play happened, I looked at my wife and I told her, I said, hey, uh, this might be one we're going to get here a little bit early because that, I think, set the tone. Um, for the whole game right after that. And I think a lot of doubt was in there. I, and even though they did make it a one-possession game, I really don't think this was a one-possession game. And I think Jared Goff, uh, as much as he's played very well this season, we talked about, I just, when the pocket collapses, he just turtles. And, you know, that's something where if our offensive line isn't healthy, 
is he going to make those plays? Is he going to go above and beyond and make those plays? I, I, I can't answer that right now. And I just think that this is another thing that, you know, obviously we're eight and three, so we can't panic a little bit. But I mean, we should have lost against Chicago the week before. And our defense is looking really, really bad right now. We can't get no pressure. So there's got to be there's got to be a flip there. But all in all, very disappointed from the Lions here. Um, so is there anything else you want to say before we move to the next one? I I don't know. Like uh, they're eight and three at the end of the day. I get that, but I mean, there's just been two games where you should have not outright have lost those two games. I mean, don't get me started on Seattle and their fucking pathetic effort to not even try to win that game. And I I don't know what's going on with Jared Goff and these turnovers, but I mean, you you can't have it. A good team like that, you can't have this. So I mean. Yeah, the best thing you could do is you know move on, and you gotta you gotta bounce back. And uh, I mean, we'll talk week thirteen. I know we're gonna talk Lions Saints here, but I mean, you can't have three fumbles and you know three picks in the span of two weeks and expect expect a win in this league. Yeah, and the Green Bay didn't turn the ball over too, so there's a big reason why they got the dub there. And Green Bay at the set at the uh, eight seed right now too, so they're creeping up. So uh, interesting to see. So let's go to the, I say maybe the, possibly the game of the year, Jeej. I actually got to sit down and watch this one, and I didn't even put on red zone for this one because I really thought this was going to be a good game, and I was definitely impressed. Philly versus Buffalo here. Philly getting down early, um, really doing nothing the whole first half. I think Jalen Hurts had 25 passing yards going into halftime, and um, you really just seen Buffalo, when they look good, they look good, but Jalen Hurts comes back with a vengeance and leads this team to victory. In a very, very thrilling game. Um, Josh Allen could have won it to Gabe Davis. if Just a little uh, route combination uh, mishap there, it seemed like. Um, but at the same time, this is one of the best games I think I've seen all year. I think it really proves how good Josh Allen is. But he has to get some help from the defense. Because even him looking that good, the way he played, they should have won that game. And um, I just feel Philly just proved again how deep they are. And how them gritty moments, they always come out on top. And they're going to be a tough out. So... Well, I was just curious about your thoughts with this one. I'm not sure if Philly's played like a complete good game at all this year. I mean, I still don't think they look good. It's scary. But they find ways to win. And I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, you know, kind of just that gritty type of toughness that you just grind these type of games out. I mean, I think uh, they owe a lot to the to the kicking game. Jake Elliott making that 59 yarder and what kind of looked like a soupy field. I mean, that was not an easy kick. Hell and no. Especially, especially you know, game on the line descended to OT. I mean, that right there, you know, that was probably the the play of the game. Um, I got an interesting stat here for you. Since the Bills and that Chiefs game, that uh, playoff game, that obviously you know, for twenty one points in the span of thirty seconds or whatever the hell it was, uh, Josh Allen is zero and five in overtimes now that the rule has changed. So. I, I thought that was kind of funny and a very ironic, but, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Bill's got to find a way to finish games. I mean, they had their opportunity to put the Eagles away here, like you said, um, a few different times at the, at the end of the game there. Uh, but, you know, just couldn't find a way to hang on. No, I agree. And I think just him, you know, throwing the ball 50 times in them, you know, that weather and getting two uh, touchdowns on the ground, you know, nine carries for 81 yards, I mean – like we said, Josh, man, he, like it's you're in the AFC, so you got to be able to get it done. But Philly, like, 
I, I just can't see anybody really beating this team at home if they can get the home the way it is out there. I, Jalen Hurts' record at home has been phenomenal, and I guess the one thing I want to say with this is Philly, is like you said, hasn't had their best game. And when they do and they are healthy coming in with that extra bias, they probably get the number one seed. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and I think the road's gonna run through Philly. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a big game this week. We'll talk about um, if they find a way to win that game. I mean, you know, they got Dallas again, but they they still have a tough couple of games here down the stretch. Uh, but certainly, everything as far as the number one seed, um, you know, home home field advantage throughout. You know, it's right in front of them still, but. Uh, I, I still think that, you know, I still need to see more from Jalen Hurts in the passing game, really. I mean, only a couple passes away from really being just a 50% completion percentage. Um, but, you know, his ability to get it done on the ground kind of makes up for that. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't think we've seen the best game from Philly yet. And I, I don't know. It, 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 they could, you know, fumble down the stretch. You know, who knows? And they just, they just haven't played very well all this year. But somehow they just find a way to win games. I mean, that kind of just, you know, goes in to show how kind of, you know, mix of a good veteran presence that they have in their locker room. That, like you said, Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts is, you know, kind of steady when steady and calm and collected when it comes to these situations and never really, you know, lets the pressure or the moment get to him really, it seems like. So to have that kind of quarterback in those situations will, will go a long way, but I don't know. Still kind of, you know, on uh, undecided about this Philly team. If you know, if they are really good or if they're kind of just getting lucky, because it, I mean, it, it almost feels like the Vikings last year, where they were just on the right side of these one-score games. And I mean, one play here, one play there. I mean, Philly could be three and seven or something like that. <laughs> you know, so it, it one-score games. You know, it, I don't know. So it's really it really it's polarized because it, it's like. Yeah. Ten and one, dude. They got one loss in like the 2023 NFL season, which has been absolutely crazy so far this year to me. Just this whole season's been wild. Zach Wilson, yeah, Yeah, it's yeah, and it's Zach Wilson. So it's and then it's like you said, they they could you know one play they could go the other way, but they just find a way to keep doing it. So I think with them having just having one loss, based on how weird this year's been, and them just kind of grinding it out. I mean, I think that's just that's so impressive to me um, to see, especially in the NFC East with Dallas who is a top three, top four team in the NFC. And I think Dallas has escalated themselves above Detroit as of now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, I mean, the way their defense is playing and Dak has just had a fire under his ass, it seems like they're getting uh, other receivers other than C.D. Lamb involved as well. So, you know, they're hitting their stride. So Dallas and Detroit coming up too is going to be a pretty interesting game down the road. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I just I think Philly here, uh, I said I, I just I love I love what they're about. I love what Jalen Hurts is. I think I've never heard a better person speak at the podium too than Jalen Hurts. I know it doesn't mean a lot, but for him just the everything he's been through and been through that situation, I think like he just proves that he's definitely the guy to lead that team. So uh and they, they got they got superstars everywhere. So um moving on to the next game here, Jags and the Texans, the AFC South, uh big game down here. Jeez, what's your what was your thoughts on this one? I thought this was a really good game and I mean it I think this is, you know, the type of battle that we'll see uh, in this division, in this conference, uh, you know, uh, moving forward, the the Trevor Lawrence versus the C.J. Stroud game. I mean, I thought both of them played pretty well. 
kind of a back and forth type of game here, you know, scoring on both sides. Houston may rallied at the end of the fourth quarter. They gave their their you know their kicker a shot to hit the the game uh, tying field goal, send it in OT. Unfortunately, just came up a few yards short to hit the crossbar. But no, overall, I think this is uh you know Houston's shown me a lot this year. I think they're definitely one of my one I might be maybe not one of probably the biggest surprise team of the year. Uh, I it's either them or the Rams to be honest. I thought you know okay. CJ Stroud, you know, the whole debate all summer, all, uh, you know, all spring leading to the draft, CJ Stroud, uh, you know, Bryce Young, uh, you know, one and two type of thing. And for Houston, you know, trade up, trade back up and go get him. And I mean, CJ Stroud has looked remarkable this year for a rookie quarterback. And I mean, to be even in the MVP conversation, he might even finish top five in the voting. I mean, that's spectacular. But, you know, I think that you know, a little bit more of the experience side on the ball for the Jaguars. It, it really led them to this victory. Uh, in my opinion, like I said, Lawrence played pretty well over 350 yards. They got, you know, a lot of their, uh, targets offensively involved, but you know, just a very good game back and forth. Uh, Josh Allen having a really big game. Uh, the other Josh Allen for the Jaguars having a pretty big game as well. So, uh, overall, uh, one of the better games of the week and, yeah, I, I think this is a this is a rivalry that could uh, we could see for the next ten years or so. Yeah, I think so too. I think this is going to be a, a really good rivalry moving forward. And Trevor Lawrence proven that um, you know even with the ETN kind of struggling here a little bit that he can carry the load and uh, beat them and on the road in Houston. I mean, Houston's got a good little home crowd, especially what they got going on. Um, and only one turnover this game too. This was a really well polished game. I thought it was two uh, you know good offenses battling. So. Like I said, it was a three three point game, but uh, we're gonna see many of this moving forward. I'm just really impressed with the way C.J. Stroud's getting all of his receivers involved. I mean, he's turned Nico Collins into a really good receiver. He's turned Tank Dell um, into an absolute stud, and I know that he wanted him during the draft process. I seen a little thing about it that that was really cool, and um, you know, I, I just really think that um, good quarterbacks, uh, really really good quarterbacks. Uh, make their players better and I think CJ Stroud's proven that as a rookie I think that's super dangerous for the long-term effect so um really love the Texans moving forward but Trevor Lawrence also balling as well so yeah really really excited to see where this one goes all right geez now with that review here we're gonna go to the preview here so uh week 13 you know fantasy fantasy implications coming up playoffs uh big weeks here so let's dive into the Lions right here going to the Saints First thing I'll mention with this game is I seen the questionable mark for the receivers of uh, Michael Thomas and Olave, and I think that that's really interesting because I think the Saints really need to be at full power here to beat the Lions. Even though the Lions have been struggling, their offense has been playing decent. So it's at a point now where I think if those three are questionable, I think the Lions have a really good shot here to go to New Orleans and steal one. But uh, but then again, you know, you got Kamara, they got Taysom Hill, and th- it's just something that. You keep your eyes on based on the way the Lions been playing, but I think that they can they can roll here with this one uh, and and take one a W out of New Orleans here with some shrimp gumbo on the way. It's one that they should win. I mean, we've been saying it for like the past month, but the way that defense has been playing, I mean, like you said, any given Sunday. So I mean, the the Detroit Lions secondary has been barbecue chicken for uh, opposing quarterbacks and receivers this year. So I'll be interested to see, like you said. How uh, if they could bounce back at all? I mean, if this is a game, Dan Campbell does it against the former team that he was, you know, coaching under uh, for, you know, 
past couple of years before he got the job here. Uh, and I mean, it's one of these games that's set up. The Saints have not been playing very well. I mean, like you said, they're out two or three wide receivers at at a, probably the worst time for the Saints because, I mean, they're still well within the, the playoff hunt because that division's so bad. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just need the Lions to just bounce back and win this game start to finish. Like, we don't, I don't need another close game. You know, you're better. It's clear that you're better than the Saints. I mean, it's it's that much is clear. But the way you've been playing, you really haven't proved anything to me. Take care of the ball. Get these timely three and outs. You know, limit the Saints. Obviously, they they're still having Camara and everything else. I still feel pretty good about the Lions and them defending the run, but through the air is where they're getting gutted. Um, I just need to see a simply a bounce back performance. We need they just need to step up and and win this game. Yeah, we haven't seen a back to back loss yet from from the uh, the Lions other you know than coming up last year. But I think the Lions and the Saints this week, like you said, receivers big part of it. But also, I think this is a really huge opportunity for the Saints. If they could win without these receivers, I mean, let's look at their schedule. They got Carolina, New York, the Rams, and then you got two division games with Tampa and Atlanta. So if you can beat Detroit out of this, too, that doesn't be a huge win for your schedule based on the strength of schedule, too, for those last two games. So a lot a lot for the Saints here where they can come away with. But I just, like I said, we said this last week, so we were wrong, but... I think that the Lions coming off a lot. I think they're going to come out firing. I think maybe Montgomery and Giza. Maybe they just run the ball 40 times. I don't know. But, um, you know, this is something I think the Lions can pull away with here. So uh, curious to see uh, here where we go with that in the picks uh, based on the spread. But um, second game here, the Broncos and the Lions. Or the Broncos, sorry, Broncos and the Texans here. This one, you got a team that's hot, Denver, who's won five in a row. You know, then you got Houston, who just coming off a loss, but CJ Stroud's been playing well. So, w- which one are you leaning Denver a little bit here too? Because they won five in a row, and you just gotta you know keep picking them until they stop. Or is this one where you think uh, CJ Stroud comes in and makes a comeback and uh, proves pro- proves the uh, doubters wrong? You know, it it should be a good game. Um, I like the way the Broncos have been playing lately. Um, still not totally on board uh, with their unexplosive offense. They still really haven't taken a whole lot of shots. Um, I think the Texans passing game is clearly one of the best in the, in the, in the NFL. Um, If the Texans want to win, I think they got to get more from their running game. Um, Only 26 in the NFL, Uh, obviously Damian Pierce, a little bit disappointing in his sophomore year. Singletary has stepped up and uh, they've been, you know, kind of splitting the load there uh, at running back, but, you know, I think as long as Russell Wilson continues to take care of the ball, uh, they've been running the ball very well. The Broncos have uh, they're 13th in the league uh, and they got a you know pretty good stable of running backs. I think you might even, you know, see all three uh, get some work this week. But um, but, you know, I'm just looking to see if uh, how how the young uh, CJ Stroud bounces back after a tough loss like that. And then obviously it can Denver keep this rolling. I mean, what did they start out the year one and five, you know, give up 70 points in a game earlier this year. So it feels like uh, it's been a whole night and day type of situation for the Denver Broncos in the and uh, this year. They might, you know, actually be on the verge of salvaging their season here. So, yeah, I I'm, I just think uh, the big matchup for me or the big thing to watch is, you know, how how the rookie quarterback will bounce back from a tough loss like that. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if uh, the Broncos can, you know, continue to take care of the ball and uh, get some timely stops there on their defense. Yeah, no, I think, like I said, this one, 
Denver, I mean, the wheels got to fall off at some point, right? I mean, it's winning six in a row based on the way that the way this year has gone for the NFL, uh, very tremendous uh, victory if they could do that. Um, I think just the Texans being at home again, you know, I think that's something that this is a game where a lot of people could think where Denver could, you know, break the bullet here and, and lose. Um, so I really do like the Texans this week. But like you said, Russell Wilson's been not turning the ball over. Their defense has been playing well. And Sean Payton and Russell, they're kind of getting that thing going. And it just seems like that Houston is that hot team too right now. So this is going to be a great – I think it's going to be like a 27-24 type of game. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see this game because this is going to be a really good spot here for the AFC wild card. So um, we go there, the 49ers and the Eagles. I think this one's been circled all year um, for the 49ers based on everything that's happened since last year in the playoffs, you know, not having a quarterback. 100%. So – that's something that I really, really am interested to see, and the way Philly has been kind of, you know, edging out those teams. If they if they could pull out a W this week and then edge out the Niners, like you edge out a team like that, and you you, know, you only have one loss coming into Week 14, that is something that would be absolutely impressive, and I think that would take them over the top, and they would be the cream of the crop juggernaut um, if they win this game. But also for San, uh, San Fran too, they go in there and beat Philly. Um, for that typical revenge game, they're going to be, whoever wins this game, they're going to be the dominant ones going through the NFC. But I just, like I said, it's in, it's Philly. So it's just that one loss. You know, San Fran's had this game circle for a while. So I'm really curious to see uh, how this one unfolds. Yeah, I think San Fran has kind of gotten over that, you know, month slump that they had early in the year. And I think, uh, you know, calendar is going to turn to December here on Sunday. Um, and uh, that's kind of where you want to be hitting your stride as a, as a playoff team is those uh, mid December kind of rolling as you get into the playoffs here. So I think the 49ers are getting right just in time. Gift, the football um, obviously a big game for the Eagles. Cause like you said, if they win here, man, it's kind of, you know, the one seed or bust for the Eagles down the stretch and, I mean, these obviously one of the toughest opponents to play in the 49ers who look like and, you know, look like the surefire Super Bowl uh, team that had a better shot at going 16 and 0, 17 and 0 than the Philly did. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, you know, this is definitely a game the Niners had circled. I, f I feel like that they think that they were the better team last year in the NFC title game. And had they not lost, you know, Brock Purdy to that injury, who knows what have, what would have happened. Uh, but just the way the Niners have been playing, I mean, they're top 10 in pretty much every statistical category that's meaningful. Um, so I, I, if anybody has a shot to knock the Eagles off the pedestal right now and, you know, give them a run for the one seed, I do think it's going to be San Fran. You know, like you said earlier, Dallas is playing very well. Dak's playing really well, even though they've had a couple of injuries on their defense. Overall, the defense has held up pretty well, too. So they're going to get a shot at them, too. But San Fran holding that tiebreaker over both Philly and Dallas, I think, will be huge down the stretch here. So I don't know. It should be a should be a huge type of game. I mean, uh, atmosphere that's going to be the most playoff like and, uh, you know, 430 kick. So it's going to, you know, have those uh, have that game where it starts uh, with a little bit of sun and then finish under the lights. So. I'm excited to watch this one here. I'd be interested to see where we go with the picks on this one. But, you know, kind of that heavyweight matchup we've been waiting for all year. Yep, no, and I think with this one too, this is the stat I look at going to this. Uh, we'll talk about this in the picks, but um, the 49ers are favored here in Philly. Yeah, I think that's kind of mm -hmm. wild. 
And I'm looking at the base on this. Uh, you know, the past three games, the 49ers only gave up about 30 points total. You know, Philly gave up 34 to Buffalo. That was just last week. So I think mm. San Fran's defense here with Ch the addition of Chase Young, they, they've been getting sacks. And I think uh, I think I seen this thing where was they had 15 sacks since they got Chase Young already. Um, it, it's just it's insane because, you know, you played Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Jacksonville and only give up 30 points total to those teams is absolutely crazy. So I think this, this, this team right here is ready to beat Philly. It's just is Philly going to, you know, be that be that team that they are at home and grind it out. I can't wait to see this one. 